Find local events that look like they have your kind of vibe and might help you meet the right type of clients or customers and head along to those first. If like me, you couldn't quite find the type of event you wanted to attend, then you could set up your own like I did. I ran a monthly networking event for three years before the pandemic and invited the guest speakers I really wanted to hear and attracted the entrepreneurial women I really wanted to hang out with. Hello and welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and I'm delighted you're here. The Audience Growth Podcast exists to help you learn how to use organic marketing, that's marketing that costs nothing or very little, to grow your business. Far too frequently, small business owners spend lots of money on advertising without getting the results they were expecting and hoping for. And it doesn't need to be that way. So here on the podcast, every week, we dive into strategies that will help you grow a business that's here for the long term. Sometimes on solo episodes like this one, and sometimes with guest experts. On today's short solo episode, I'm going to share the three things I invested in when I was ready to take a step up and grow my business to a new level. Let's dive in. You might already know that I started my first business, a kids hip hop dance company, in January 2012. Although truthfully, I started setting things up the year before, incorporating the business in 2011 and starting to market the business in 2011. But the first class that actually ran was on the 16th of January 2012. And things ticked along nicely that first year. I used every organic marketing method I could think of and that I had at my fingertips to grow that business. And it grew. It grew from one class a week to five classes a week. Then we began working with our first primary school in April that year, and things really took off from there. So all of a sudden, I was busy. I still had a young child. My daughter was just a year old, so I was trying to work around her nap times, cramming as much as I could into those few afternoon hours, and then staying up late to work when both of my kids were in bed and getting more and more tired as I did so. Is this sounding familiar to anyone yet? I'm sure it is. I realized that I needed to get help if I was going to scale. And I've had that same realization at various points throughout the growth of both of my businesses. Right now, I feel ready for another period of growth and I'm starting to consider what moves I want to make, what things I want to change or increase and who or what I need to invest in to help me do that. Having grown two businesses, I also fully appreciate that investing in your business and contemplating growth always comes with a side order of fear. That's just life. Nobody, I repeat, nobody has ever felt 100% confident when running a business. The trick is to embrace that fear, reduce as much risk as possible by being smart, by thinking things through fully, and by being prepared. Listening to this podcast is a great start. And given that you are listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you want to grow your business. So I thought now would be a good time to share some of the best decisions I've made when it comes to investing in things to help grow my business. Now, this might not sound particularly sexy, but don't let that fool you. This is really, really important. The very first thing I invested in when I knew I wanted to grow my business was a bookkeeper. If you want to grow your business, you have to stay on top of your numbers. That's still something I invest in every single month. 
I don't have the time, the inclination or the skills and expertise to stay on top of VAT, payroll, corporation tax and so on. So it's really important to me to have help with that. And if you want to grow, you need to build solid foundations and staying on top of your finances truly is the first foundation you need to build. Even if you're not ready to invest in help in this area, take my advice and start using software like QuickBooks, FreeAgent or my personal favourite, Xero. If you want to scale your business in the future, your future self will thank you for having the foresight to invest time and perhaps a little money into setting up one of these online tools sooner rather than later. You might even get one free with your business bank account, so that's worth checking out too. The second thing I invested in was a team. But hold on, don't leave me just yet if you don't think you're ready for that. A team can look however you want it to look. We're not just talking about employees here. My first employee was a dance teacher who could go out there and deliver our service, dance classes. But my second employee was someone to help me keep on top of the huge amounts of admin that are involved in running a dance school so that I was then free to get on the phones and get out there to meetings and bring more work in. Now, if you're listening to this and thinking, but Nikki, I don't have enough work coming in to cover the cost of hiring someone, then here's my advice. Don't hire an employee. Hire a freelancer or a contractor. Hire someone who also works for other people or who's only looking for part-time work. That's what I did to begin with. I hired people who were not going to rely on my business to cover their entire income. They already had other jobs or clients. In fact, I still do that today in my business. There are only two full-time employees in this business, and they are my husband and business partner, John, and me. In this business, my first team member was a virtual assistant. She only worked 10 hours a month for me to begin with, and we increased gradually from there. Our current business model is built in such a way that everybody else is part-time, ranging from project-based work, where we only work together when specific client projects are happening. These are people with skills like web design, graphic design, photography, illustration, animation, and so on. So the work we do with other people ranges from those project-based contracts to more permanent contractors, such as my marketing assistant who works 25 hours a week on the business. You'll notice I mentioned marketing last, and I don't want you to misunderstand where or when your marketing spend should be prioritized. More on that in next week's episode. But the only reason my very first investment was not in marketing support is because I could do that myself. I did all of my own marketing in the early days. Now I have a team supporting me, four different people all taking care of different elements that contribute to the marketing of my business. If your skills don't include marketing yet, then keep listening. But one of the best things you can do for your business is invest in either learning those skills, these are the things that I teach my clients, or outsourcing the things that you would rather somebody else helps you with. Again, these are things we can help you with on the agency side of the business, where we offer everything from brand strategy and visual identity to website creation, copywriting, email marketing, and social media strategy and implementation. On to number three, the third thing I've invested in that has helped my business hugely is attending events. Of course, money is always a consideration because most events come with a ticket price and may also involve travel and accommodation. But again, similarly to when you're growing your team, my advice is to start small. Find local events that look like they have your kind of vibe and might help you meet the right type of clients or customers and head along to those first. If, like me, you couldn't quite find the type of event you wanted to attend, 
Then you could set up your own like I did. I ran a monthly networking event for three years before the pandemic and invited the guest speakers I really wanted to hear and attracted the entrepreneurial women I really wanted to hang out with. Some of those women who came to my very first events are still clients today. Shout outs to you, Gemma, Renee and Jill. I've also met some of our wonderful agency clients through attending other people's events. Attending local networking events is always something I do more of whenever I have more space in my diary. And when I wanted to start growing my network outside Scotland, I very purposefully began joining communities and events further afield. The strategy paid off as I now have clients across the UK and beyond. It's also really nice to be surrounded by people who just get what you do and why you do it. So I always like to attend industry events as well. Next month, I'm going to a marketing meetup in Edinburgh. I'm also delivering an in-person session for the Marketing Society Scotland. That's on the 2nd November, if you're local and fancy joining me. And I'm going to a marketing event as well as a business meetup in London. I know there will be lots of friendly faces there and I'll come away with fresh ideas and excitement about the community that I'm building around my business, as well as potentially some new skills. And don't discount virtual communities either. As I was preparing for this podcast episode, I was actually taking part in a Zoom co-working session with a community I recently joined based in Birmingham. I also joined an online business accelerator during the pandemic, which was originally meant to be a monthly meetup in person in London, but I still managed to get the results I wanted and meet some great people online, many of whom I'm still in contact with, so my investment paid off. And I really think that's the beauty of the world of business and entrepreneurship today. You can find more of the people you want to spend time with quite literally anywhere. Yes, sometimes that means you will need to invest financially, but more often than not, it's about being prepared to invest the time and energy to discover those great groups of people and then making the effort to put yourself out there and join them. If you haven't already, then have a listen to episode 30 of this podcast where I go into more detail about being a joiner and give you some easy ways to leverage online communities to help you grow your audience. And I'd love to know which are the key investments you've made to help you grow your business so far? And what do you plan to invest in next? Although there is a lot of fear out there, and that is valid, these are tough times. We've been through them before, we'll get through them again, and the one thing you can't afford to do is stop trying to grow your business. I always say business is a game of nerves, It's those of us who stay strong, keep innovating and keep improving who will last the distance. During times of crisis, as you know, it's more important than ever to be strategic with your spending. So I hope that by me sharing some of the best investments I've made during my journey growing my businesses so far, I've been able to help you. You've been listening to the Audience Growth Podcast with Nikki Hutchison. A new episode is released every Friday at 7am UK time. Make sure you've subscribed so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please do leave me a rating or a review wherever you're listening. They make a huge difference. So thank you so much. And I'll be back next Friday with an episode focused on how you can use marketing to survive a recession. I'm looking forward to seeing you then. 